Hi everyone, it's Morgan Jackson. Today is November 3rd, and I will be continuing on on my podcast about quality education in Africa. Now today, I will be going through three three different websites, and what I thought about them, and what each website is. I'll, exp- I'll tell you the link and everything to the websites, and, usual, you, and usually throughout these podcasts, I'll either be doing campaigns and websites, or just websites, or just campaigns. But it's going to all go in the main idea of college education. Now, today, we will be discussing these three um, websites. And the first one is how Africa is dealing with uh, the idea of this quality education and how they're going to be dealing with this in this um, time of COVID and how they're going to be working. My second website is how the struggle of quality in um, African universities and my third website is how can Africa prepare its education system for the post-COVID in the world? Now, my first website is going off of the how is Africa dealing with this pandemic and how they're going to be having uh, kids go to school. Now, now, the first website I'm going with, I have learned that only 30 to 50 percent of the school-aged kids are attending school which only 7 to 23 percent are the older kids actually attending school now decisions to educate children are made within the content of discriminatory social instructions and cultural places and that may prevent young girls or boys from attending school now, when you're not allowed to attend school, we all know you, you're you able to drop into the um, side of poverty and not be able to have a good future. Now, regarding gender equality in education, large gaps exist in access, learning, achievement, and advanced studies, most often, the, uh, often at the expense of girls. Now, most girls, young girls, are not able to go to school because they're helping their family at their house or whatever, or trying to work for their family so they have money to do stuff. Now, more girls than boys drop out of school before completing secondary education in Africa. Globally, women account for two-thirds of the 750 million adults without basic literary skills. That just means women drop out to help and help their family, meaning they're not able to have the basic knowledge to read, math, or even write, which also is a major part why women or other people are in poverty. Now, with an estimated 364 million Africans between the ages of 15 and 35, the continent has the world's youngest population, which offers an immense opportunity for investing the next generation of African leaders and entrepreneurs. That just means there's a specific age where kid, where um, kid, women or or men, mainly women, don't go to school and they are not able to um, be leaders or just do a difference in the world because they don't have the um, basic skills to do so. Now that was my first. My second website is the struggle of quality at African universities. Now, alongside the crisis of quantity is a crisis of quality. 
a degree with an African university won't necessarily translate to um, jobs for the graduates. Now, there's also a pressing issue of academic standards. For instance, while the University of Cape Town has, has been ranked the best university in Africa, it has only landed 148th place in the Global Times ranking of colleges and universities. This problem is one that sends many Africans, brightest students, seeking education elsewhere when possible, which further the issue by joining Africa of bright students who might otherwise have contributed greatly to the universities there. Now, the power of strong universities to improve a nation, to the power of strong university education to improve an individual's life. Now, all this is just meaning that they, this college, is not having as many students or not having as many people come there because we don't have many people actually having the basic skill to learn and do all that, those things. Only 6% of children in, in sub-African will enroll uh, for some form of education. Now, despite this, a, a many 17 million school-aged children in Africa out of the total 128 million will never attend a single day of school. Those who do attend schools often attend schools that are severely lacking in quality and not preparing them for success in life. Now, when you go to school, you expect, I would hope to expect, that you're going to get learn how to read better, do different math, uh, algebra, regular math, or you're going to be learning how to write essays and papers and just make your learning grow. But when, but in Africa, they go to these schools and they're lacking just the quality of teachers actually being able to teach them the books that they need to learn with, the paper, the math, like everything they are lacking of, which is a problem in trying to get a quality education. The result of this, of course, the result of this is that just 6% of the children in Africa will enroll for the same form of education compared to a child in, in who has a chance of 80% of a chance. Now, that right now is what's happening in right now in 2020. Now, this is all new information that I found. Now, my last website I will be going over is how can Africa prepare the education system for the post-COVID world? Now, um, this year, Kenya declared that its 2020 school year was considered the lost and primarily of secondary schools would return in class in January. Now imagine, usually you have school from August to December, and then you have it from January to May, or May, or January to June. Well, they are not having school until January. Indeed, COVID-19 has left 250 million children in primary and secondary schools in Africa alone out of school, meaning they're trying to save their health, which is also important, but, but it's kind of like a pro and con. You are staying home to protect your health, but which is a pro, but the con is you're not able to go to school to learn throughout those many months of you just sitting at home or working or whatever. Now, due to the pandemic, the topic of innovation in, in education has been so crucial. While most developed countries move their classes to online with ease, many developing countries have been found wanting due to the lack of co high cost of data. So Africa does not have many electronics that or sources of internet for, you, for all their kids 
to be able to be on a tablet and just a video, uh, do Zooms and Google Meets and all that stuff. So they're just having to either be in that household to where they're able to have this or in, or be in a household to, household to where they're not able to have this. South Africa is ranked as one of the countries who, who has the most expensive data in the world, resulting in challenges with digital learning, particularly in rural areas. So it, so the benefits of where you live can either help your learning or def, or um, bring your learning to a low until until January. On on the thirtieth of March of twenty twenty, three days after the president announced South Africa's national lockdown, um, la they launched the STEM digital lockdown in school partnership with the De Department of Basic Education. It has reached over 500,000 learners across the country through a platform of artificial intelligence based on educational platforms, meaning then they were able to finish out the rest of the school year with this new platform they were able to learn from, but it's harder because they're trying to figure out a better way to do this for the rest of the school year, and, and they have not been able to. So they're just going to wait until... January to figure everything else out and hopefully come up with a better plan for this. And yet, in South Africa, has over 12 million learners in its basic education system. How is it possible that 500,000 children were able to access these classes? Now, some, like I said, are going to be able to get to do this, and some are not going to be able to do this. It all just depends on how your family is and if you're struggling to provide money you're probably not going to be able to do this but if you have a lot but if you're able to provide a lot of wants and have things that you don't really need but it's always good to have you probably will be able to provide this now that's the end of today's quality education podcast um there are three websites again my first one was uh, how Africa grew, um, is able to understand the problems, uh, the uh, problems with education. The second one is the struggle to find high quality education in Africa, and my third one is how can Africa prepare its education system for the post COVID world. Thank you for listening. Bye.